0: That was You and Me by Butterbath and I'm here now with Toby aka Butterbath to chat a bit about his music. What's going hey on? There.
1: Not much. I'm just hanging out at home having a lovely <laughs> slow morning.
0: Love those. Um, I am a big fan of your music. It's very groovy and very cool and I can just picture it sitting so well in a playlist with other artists I love like Ravino and Peugeot and Video Age. So cool. thank you for taking cool. this. Advice.
1: Oh that's I'm glad you think so. I, I really love Ravina. She was actually like a big, um, like her song. Um, oh, it's a It's her big song. If only uh, you might have to. If only. Oh, it's yeah. such a beautiful song. Such that was a- like one of the big inspirations for like starting this project. Actually, that song.
0: That's yeah. awesome. No wonder I felt like yeah, I could definitely sit in in a playlist with her music, and it would all mix together very nicely. Yeah, mm. that's cool. Yeah, I
1: think I. I think I might have even stolen the drums for stray cats from that song
0: oh really i'm gonna have to
1: yeah i was like oh, i really love the um like the vibe in this tempo and like how this song grows and then yeah, um, yeah i think i snaked it
0: that's great i'm gonna to have to listen back to it now and see if i can hear that um yeah. so you released your first ep as Butterbath this year that's so exciting and um, mm. You were like very involved in its creation, like pretty much played all of the instruments and then you also produced it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How did you find that whole process?
1: Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, the reason that I started Butter Bath is because I had another band which had five members and we would do all the parts, like all our, we'd write all our own individual parts and then we'd have to try and find a time to get together and record those parts and jam over the songs and yeah. writing together. And it just made the process so long and drawn out. And I really wanted something else that I could just do by myself at home and not have to bounce things past people. And, yeah. Um, and so that's, that's kind of why I started doing the Butterbar stuff is so that I could just do it all and not have those added complexities of other people being involved. Um, and I I really like it yeah I really enjoy just kind of having um, like just being in the room by myself going from start to finish on a song and not having to factor in other people's ideas yeah (laughs) sometimes (laughs) yeah I love I love playing with people and I I really love writing with people and I have some other projects that I do that but I like the solo thing as well yeah Mm.
0: with um you and me That song was based on a conversation you had at a party with someone when they were on shrooms or tripping or something like that. That sounds like a fun experience.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really fun. Um it was kind of it was quite a few years ago. It was probably like three or four years ago now, that house it was kind of it kind of wasn't a house party, it was more like a casual dinner with a group of friends. And I didn't realise at the time that that one of them was tripping and at that stage I hadn't ever done shrooms myself and it was just fascinating conversation and I didn't realise until I think the next day that they were on shrooms and that was what was kind of spurring the wild tangents that the conversation was going on yeah and I, I wanted to incorporate like psychedelic elements into Butter Bath I wanted it to kind of have like a bit of a soul feel but also like bit of a psychedelic sort of feel as well yeah um and yeah so I guess it was the, the perfect subject matter for it
0: mm, definitely has that that mm. psychedelic feeling to it I can't believe you didn't <laughs> notice during the conversation I bet the next day you were like that makes sense that makes sense now
1: yeah <laughs> yeah definitely I guess I didn't know what to look for um yeah. but yeah it was yeah it was very entertaining yeah and it was very good fun
0: It seems Mm. like um, you have a lot of inspiration or you gain a lot of inspiration from these kind of encounters and conversations with people. Like Back Home Old Buddy, that one you've said um, was inspired by conversations that you've had with friends living with intellectual disability and the importance of, you know, family relationships. That's Mm. really, I find that very interesting. So can you tell me a bit more about that song?
1: Uh, That song came about, yeah, through, through a conversation that I have with a friend with um, intellectual disability. Um, I have like worked in disability support for um, five or six years. Um, but before that, my, my mum used to be a part of the community that I'm like working at now as a support worker um, for quite a few years. And she used to like live, she actually lived in the house with the, with the residents there. Um, and it's a really cool company because it, it doesn't really focus on the, like, the idea that there are people there that need support and they have a, a gap that requires filling by people that come in and provide that support. Mm-hmm. It kind of focuses more on the importance of, like, relationship with the people there and the, the mutual transformation that can happen, um, like, in those friendships and yeah. so yeah i just been really lucky I, I grew up like with a lot of friends with intellectual disability and one of them um who I'm supporting now um it, it was kind of it was based on a few conversations but one in particular where um he was telling me about his what happened like when his mum passed away on um and like how that kind of impacted him and the the, the lyrics for the verses are almost kind of exactly what he said when he like explained it. And I just thought it, um, like articulated it so perfectly, like something that we all feel when we lose someone that's close to us, whether it's a family member or not. Um, like he said that, like, he felt like a part of him died, um, kind of paraphrasing a bit, but, um, yeah, so I guess it was just, um, yeah, I asked him if I could write a song about it and he said, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so that's how that one came about.
0: That's really beautiful. I'm mm. like almost tearing up. That's really <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I definitely will have to listen back to that song as well and, and uh, listen to it with that, all of that information in mind. It's a beautiful mm. song. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks. I'm glad you think so. It, yeah, um, the lyrics, uh, yeah, they're kind of, they're derived from that conversation, but then obviously it's I kind of um, ran with it a little bit and um, embellished it. Yeah. Bit. So it's, um, but yeah, it, it, it all stemmed from that conversation.
0: Yeah. And very cool music video for that as well um, that I think also captures the heart of the song. That was shot and directed by Lucid Cinema, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was that that's the only music video I was able to find? How was that? How was it watching that come together? Was that a cool experience?
1: Yeah, it was so great. Um, the, guy, the guys who shot at Lucid Cinema, which is Gabriel Morrison and Nick Jans, mm-hmm. Gabriel has been like a, a really long term friend of mine and he's actually my housemate as well. Oh, so cool. he, he hears like all the songs being made from start to finish and that was one that I'd showed him like quite a few times throughout the process. And, um, and so, yeah, he, and he has met like a couple of the people that I support. And um, so, yeah, he really understood like what I was trying to encapsulate in the song. And Mm -hmm. so then recreating that in video form is really awesome. And we worked with um, a guy called Trent Potter, who was the main, actor who's a guy from the south coast living with down syndrome and he mm. was so great he did such a great job um and elijah who's a kid and it, did a, a great job um yeah it was re- so cool to, to see it come together and i think we really achieved what we wanted to and had a really good time doing mm. it
0: yeah there's so much cheekiness in that video i love it like the relationship <laughs> between the two main characters is fantastic
1: yeah yeah cool yeah we we wanted to keep it light-hearted, you know, because it could easily be a heavy topic. We wanted mm. to kind of keep it light-hearted and still have the evocative kind of sentiment there.
0: Yeah, I think it can be more powerful as well when you're balancing light with the dark, rather than just being like, "This is a sad song about a sad topic, and it's all sad." <laughs> you know, it's it's, yeah, it's
1: yeah. nice
0: to yeah have different layers
1: yeah and i guess it's like the reason why it's sad is because those like the reason why that topic is sad is because those relationships are so great and so important while those people yeah. are around so it is it, it it it's kind of a bittersweet thing so
0: yeah um are you at all interested in that kind of side of the creative process of making music videos
1: um as in like sh- shooting it like directing yeah. it and stuff um I haven't, I haven't thought about it too seriously, like the, I mean, cause, because Gabriel is such a close friend and we, like, worked so closely on that video, mm. um, that was a really great dynamic and they're, they're so time-consuming as well. Like every every part of, like, making music saps so much time. I think you have to kind of be, you know, you've got you to be intentional about it yeah where you allocate your time and I'm, I'm i think i'm learning that a little bit more as i go along especially as like a solo artist that's you know i'm i'm, I'm trying to bring people on board to make it a little bit easier people who know what they're doing mm. um who are kind of experts in that part of the industry um so i yeah i think i really enjoyed working really closely on it um and I, I think I'd like to do that definitely, like have a quite a big hand in it coming about. But I don't know if I'd do it from start to finish.
0: Yeah. The process of making the music is is quite um like an individual process for you. So then if you're making a music video, it might be fun to also branch out and collaborate with others
1: as well for that. And yeah.
0: Especially if you're living with someone who does that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um Yeah, and, like, I don't think I would have ended up at that storyline that we had for Back Home Old Buddy by myself because, like, I mean, Gabriel wrote that story um, and, like, because I'm so close to the original story, it would have been hard, I think, to end up at something that was, like, so different but still captured the heart of it. So I think think it's great sometimes to have someone else's um, ideas about about it yeah
0: Mm, like fresh eyes yeah
1: exactly yeah
0: now from what i gather devil fangs talks about like growing up and the kind of evolution and changing of relationships and friendships when that happens um which i think that everyone can relate to but especially like people in their 20s early 20s like you know after you graduate high school you just you really start noticing and learning who you are and who your friends are, um, and who you want to have around you. I think as well. Would mm. you say that you are you have kept a lot of those friendships from your adolescence, or did you find quite a shift when you were growing older?
1: Um, yeah, I think I was a, a, quite a big shift. Um, like a lot of my friends that I have now are actually friends that I have known for like even like pre-adolescence like people that I I was born in Tassie and like my a lot of my friends here and my housemates and stuff are friends from Tassie and then I moved up to Newcastle when I was five and did my schooling there and then moved to Sydney about three years ago um and yeah I think I like it. it's not like I've fallen out with any friends from high school but I think um you know a lot changes when you're you go through your well, for me it was kind of like young 20s um, like late teens young 20s like so much changes and you yeah like you said you you kind of realize um you'd learn so much more about yourself and yeah um, and I think those those people have the same experience and for one reason or another you kind of drift away and when like when you move cities and you don't have that geographical proximity as well mm. it is just another thing that makes it more tricky
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah but there's there still there are still a bunch of people i'm close with from, from from newcastle but definitely like when you're when you're there at school with those people you kind of think that you're <laughs> gonna stay friends for a very long time and then you just yeah. don't
0: it's like um you know at the end of any high school movie or like i'm imagining the end of greece when they're all like singing that Da, da, da. What is the song? Shamala, do we do up, do up or something? And it's like cut to five years later. Do any of them hang out? I'm not sure. Sa- like Sandy and yeah. Danny have probably broken up, <laughs> you know, gone to <laughs> themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know but, if I've actually seen Greece, but I I yeah. Okay. I How could
0: you not have yeah. seen Greece?
1: Maybe when I was really young I did, but I can't remember.
0: Oh my gosh, that is a crime a crime against humanity. But actually that movie is honestly the that movie is I feel like there's some problems in that. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Greece. This isn't a Greece discussion group, so <laughs> let's move on. Um, with Devil Fangs as well, uh, the lyrics at times make me laugh because they're just so like they're so specific and they like draw such crazy images in my head, like these very vivid images like you talk about like um eyebrows looking angry and then there's this line about why are you so standoffish like a meerkat statue like that is <laughs> such a specific image um so I just wanted to talk to you about like how you write your lyrics
1: mm. yeah it's, it's funny that you bring up that line because it's that was like the line that I or like the meerkat statue line why you so standoffish like a meerkat statue i was always planning on coming back and changing that line of that of that song and um I just never ended up changing it and it's kind of like the line that people comment on on the mm-hmm. on the EP like it's kind of the only lyric that I've had like multiple people ask about or comment on so yeah about I didn't change it it's just I a very I original say- Uh,
0: original idea I'd say that's probably why it stands out to people and also because you can just picture it like what that would look like in your head
1: yeah 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 um yeah I guess like the, the the lyrics I have like a I have like a bit of a notebook or something that I or notes on my phone and I just write little ideas down and then when I I when I write a song I usually start off with like an instrumental idea and then um if I'm excited about the instrumental idea, then I'll add some lyrics and that'll usually start with that notebook and I'll flesh them out. And so I had that um, line about um, um, it was something someone had said to me when I like drew a picture of them. Once they asked if like why I'd drawn them with like angry eyebrows and devil fangs. And I, <laughs> I didn't mean to, um, but it was, I had that line written down and then, I kind of had the idea that um like the idea of the song is that you're like standing up to at your friend's birthday party who you've known for a long time or their wedding or something like that and you've got to give a speech and you go to talk and you kind of realize actually i i don't know that much about this person anymore like so much has changed and neither are the same people that we were when we were close Mm -hmm. um and you kind of have have nothing that feels relevant to say, um, so yeah. So that's how they. That's how they usually start.
0: Yeah. Would you say then that when you're writing lyrics, are you often do they often jump off from um, like real experiences that you have with people, or do you also write songs just completely imagined narrative?
1: Um, I I do both, but the ones that I usually end up. Feeling really attached to or that usually end up feeling like the better songs are the ones that have come from real experiences um like I, I think i i actually do i actually write more songs about made up things and about kind of like nonsense um than i do about real experiences but i think all of the ones on the ep were from like from real experiences um and i think Just about all the ones on the next bunch of songs that I've got finished are the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that later. I can't believe you've already got your next EP set and this one's just come out this year. (laughs) So much happening. Um, But I also wanted to talk about something that I thought was very cool when I was looking up your music is that it already seems like you've reached people internationally. Like I found a uh, lyric video in Spanish for Stray Cats and then. There was like a full EP review, like a very long one, all in French. Um, mm. I don't know if you've read it, but it's good. You should put it through. If you don't read French, put it through Google Translate and get the idea of it. But um, yeah, I, I should was...
1: actually. I haven't. I haven't seen that.
0: Oh really? Oh, I should send yeah, it to you. Yeah. They say very nice yeah, things.
1: Please... Oh cool! <laughs> Did you put it through through translator?
0: Yeah, yeah. I at first I tried to use my high school level French. Um, to understand it, but it wasn't sufficient, so I did put it through yeah. the old translate <laughs> and went from there. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, is that just completely random, or do you like do you have people in those places? Do you have connections? Are these secretly your friends living in Paris? You have so many listeners in Paris as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, what is that about? Is that actually just random?
1: Well, my my label is based in France. Um, oh, so that would be why there's nice like the, the listeners are uh, nice guys yeah. yeah yeah they're based in bordeaux um so that probably explains the the french listeners i guess i'm not sure about the spanish video because I, I did say that as well that was cool yeah um the spanish lyric video <laughs> um but yeah i think they have like nice guys have um like a bit of a european following that's kind of where most of their listeners are Mm. um so yeah i guess i probably probably attribute it to that apart from that i have zero (laughs) international connections
0: (laughs) that's cool though um yeah the the it must be kind of trippy to see like your lyrics like someone's translated in in, into their own language and it's now like it's taken on a whole new life you know now that like Mm. there is just a bunch of spanish people reading your words in in Spanish and connecting to the music that way.
1: Yeah, definitely. It is it is really, it's, it's pretty bizarre and you get, like, the occasional message from um, people from very far away places saying, when are you going to come and play a show in Denver? And like, <laughs> you know, things like that. And I guess it's just a small world these days, isn't it? Like, you can, yeah. I wouldn't, I'm, you know, there are artists that I love from all over the world and it's, it's, um and I couldn't tell you how I found them um but it's just so easy to do that now
0: yeah definitely if you could play a gig anywhere where do you think it would be where's your top
1: pick oh wow um I'd love to my sister lives in Minnesota I'd love to play a show in Minnesota and have her and her friends there that'd be nice
0: Mm, that would be cool
1: probably probably Minnesota in the States um yeah, I'll yeah. lock that in, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. one day, yeah. Um, one
1: day, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Speaking of gigs and performing, have you been doing any recently or do you have any coming up, any chance of coming to good old Melbourne for a gig?
1: I'd love to. I'd really love to come and play in Melbourne. And I, I think we will, like we, we've got one show in Sydney booked on the 14th of June um but beyond that we don't have anything booked at the moment uh, I think around like the next single release I'll probably um either than the next like the coming single release in a couple of months or the one after that I'll, I'd like to play in some other states haven't played outside of New South Wales yet so
0: oh that would be fun bit of an mm. e- e-tour maybe head to Melbourne and then you know Minnesota can be the last stop
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah sydney melbourne minnesota
0: yeah yeah that makes total sense <laughs>
1: really targeted
0: yeah <laughs> you've got to find your niche audiences yeah
1: exactly um,
0: yeah speaking about the new ep then you have already finished writing that but it still needs to be mixed right or have you have you produced it already and
1: uh two songs uh of but one of them I've sent off to mixing one of them's ready to be sent off for mixing. And then um, there are four others that are like written and probably like 90% um, finished production need to retract some vocals and guitars and stuff like that, that are um, pretty scratchy at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, it's pretty much, pretty much ready just in the last month or so. It's kind of, Got over the line. Wow, yeah, I'm really that's excited very about cool.
0: it. Do you feel like it's mm. kind of a continuation of this first EP, or is it quite different? Or
1: uh, it's not not intentionally like a continuation. I, I think um, I think it's a little bit different. There are some songs that definitely tie in quite closely to the first EP, um, and then the, there are some that a little bit different um I, there was one song that I wrote like while I was writing the first ep so that's obviously yeah. like got a lot of the same kind of sounds but it's I'd, I'd say there's more variety in this like in this ep than there was in the first one
0: mm, okay cool yeah. very excited to hear it whenever that Will be. I won't ask you for a date because I doubt you would have one. But yeah, whenever yeah, it comes out. No I, <laughs> I <laughs> mean,
1: this year. I'm yeah, I'd like to have it up.
0: Yeah. Well, the first EP was fantastic. So I'm sure the next one will be as well. And cool. with that being said, I think we can have everyone listen to the wonderful Devil Fangs. And I want to thank you very much for having this chat with me, Toby. It was great talking to you.
1: Thanks so much for having me on. Really enjoyed it.